Exodus 26 through Exodus 27. Moreover, you shall make the tabernacle with ten curtains of fine twisted linen and violet, purple, and scarlet material, and you shall make them with cherubim, the work of a skilled embroiderer. The length of each curtain shall be twenty-eight cubits, and the width of each curtain four cubits. All the curtains shall have the same measurements. Five curtains shall be joined to one another, and the other five curtains shall be joined to one another. You shall make loops of violet on the edge of the outermost curtain in the first set, and likewise you shall make them on the edge of the curtain that is outermost in the second set. You shall make fifty loops in the one curtain, and you shall make fifty loops on the edge of the curtain that is in the second set. The loops shall be opposite each other. You shall also make fifty clasps of gold, and join the curtains to one another with the clasps so that the tabernacle will be a unit. Then you shall make curtains of goat's hair as a tent over the tabernacle. You shall make eleven curtains in all. The length of each curtain shall be thirty cubits, and the width of each curtain four cubits. The eleven curtains shall have the same measurements. You shall join five curtains by themselves, and the other six curtains by themselves. And you shall double over the sixth curtain, at the front of the tent. You shall make fifty loops on the edge of the curtain that is outermost in the first set, and fifty loops on the edge of the curtain that is outermost in the second set. You shall also make fifty clasps of bronze, and you shall put the clasps into the loops, and join the tent together so that it will be a unit. The overhanging part that is left over in the curtains of the tent, the half-curtain that is left over, shall hang over the back of the tabernacle. The cubit on one side and the cubit on the other, of what is left over in the length of the curtains of the tent, shall hang over the sides of the tabernacle, on one side and on the other, to cover it. And you shall make a covering for the tent of ram skins, dyed red, and a covering of fine leather above. Then you shall make the boards for the tabernacle of acacia wood, standing upright. Ten cubits shall be the length of each board, and one and a half cubits the width of each board. There shall be two tenons for each board, fitted to one another. That is what you shall do for all the boards of the tabernacle. You shall make the boards for the tabernacle, twenty boards for the south side. You shall make forty bases of silver under the twenty boards, two bases under one board for its two tenons, and two bases under another board for its two tenons. And for the second side of the tabernacle, on the north side, twenty boards, and there forty bases of silver, two bases under one board, and two bases under another board. For the back of the tabernacle, to the west, you shall make six boards. You shall make two boards for the corners of the tabernacle at the back. They shall be double beneath, and together they shall be complete to its top, to the first ring. This is how it shall be with both of them. They shall form the two corners, and there shall be eight boards with their bases of silver, sixteen bases, two bases under one board, and two bases under another board. Then you shall make bars of acacia wood, 
five for the boards of one side of the tabernacle, and five bars for the boards of the other side of the tabernacle, and five bars for the boards of the side of the tabernacle for the back side to the west. The middle bar in the center of the boards shall pass through from end to end. You shall overlay the boards with gold, and make their rings of gold as holders for the bars, and you shall overlay the bars with gold. Then you shall erect the tabernacle according to its plan which you have been shown on the mountain. You shall also make a veil of violet, purple, and scarlet material, and fine twisted linen. It shall be made with cherubim, the work of a skilled embroiderer. Then you shall hang it on four pillars of acacia overlaid with gold, their hooks also of gold, on four bases of silver. You shall hang up the veil under the clasps, and bring in the ark of the testimony there within the veil. And the veil shall serve as a partition for you between the holy place and the most holy place. You shall put the atoning cover on the ark of the testimony in the most holy place, and you shall set the table outside the veil, and the lampstand opposite the table on the side of the tabernacle toward the south, and you shall put the table on the north side. You shall also make a curtain for the doorway of the tent of violet, purple, and scarlet material, and fine twisted linen, the work of a weaver. And you shall make five pillars of acacia for the curtain, and overlay them with gold, their hooks also of gold. And you shall cast five bases of bronze for them. Now you shall make the altar of acacia wood, five cubits long and five cubits wide. The altar shall be square, and its height shall be three cubits. You shall make its horns on four corners. Its horns shall be of one piece with it, and you shall overlay it with bronze. And you shall make its pails for removing its ashes, and its shovels, its basins, its forks, and its firepans. You shall make all its utensils of bronze. You shall also make for it a grating, a netting of bronze, and on the netting you shall make four bronze rings at its four corners, and you shall put it under the ledge of the altar, so that the netting will reach halfway up the altar. You shall also make carrying poles for the altar, poles of acacia wood, and overlay them with bronze. Its poles shall be inserted into the rings, so that the poles will be on the two sides of the altar when it is carried. You shall make it hollow with planks, as it was shown to you on the mountain, so they shall make it. Now you shall make the courtyard of the tabernacle. On the south side there shall be hangings for the courtyard of fine twisted linen, a hundred cubits long for one side, and its pillars shall be twenty, with their twenty bases of bronze. The hooks of the pillars and their bands shall be of silver. Likewise for the north side in length there shall be hangings a hundred cubits long, and its twenty pillars with their twenty bases of bronze. The hooks of the pillars and their bands shall be of silver. For the width of the courtyard on the west side shall be hangings of fifty cubits, with their ten pillars and their ten bases. The width of the courtyard on the east side shall be fifty cubits. The hangings for the one side of the gate shall be fifteen cubits, with their three pillars and their three bases. And for the other side there shall be hangings of fifteen cubits, with their three pillars and their three bases. 
and for the gate of the courtyard there shall be a curtain of twenty cubits, of violet, purple, and scarlet material, and fine twisted linen, the work of a weaver, with their four pillars and their four bases. All the pillars around the courtyard shall be joined together with silver, with their hooks of silver and their bases of bronze. The length of the courtyard shall be a hundred cubits, and the width fifty throughout, and the height five cubits of fine twisted linen, and their bases of bronze. All the utensils of the tabernacle used in all its services, and all its pegs, and all the pegs of the courtyard, shall be bronze. And you shall command the sons of Israel that they bring you clear oil of beaten olives for the light, to make a lamp burn continually. In the tent of meeting, outside the veil which is before the testimony, Aaron and his sons shall keep it in order from evening to morning before the Lord. It shall be a permanent statute throughout their generations for the sons of Israel. Mark 10 Setting out from there, Jesus went to the region of Judea and beyond the Jordan. Crowds gathered to him again, and as he was accustomed, he once more began to teach them. And some Pharisees came up to Jesus, testing him, and began questioning him whether it was lawful for a man to divorce his wife. And he answered and said to them, What did Moses command you? They said, Moses permitted a man to write a certificate of divorce and send his wife away. But Jesus said to them, Because of your hardness of heart, he wrote you this commandment. But from the beginning of creation, God created them male and female. For this reason, a man shall leave his father and mother, and the two shall become one flesh. So they are no longer two, but one flesh. Therefore, what God has joined together, no person is to separate. And in the house the disciples again began questioning him about this. And he said to them, Whoever divorces his wife and marries another woman commits adultery against her. And if she herself divorces her husband and marries another man, she is committing adultery. And they were bringing children to him so that he would touch them. But the disciples rebuked them. But when Jesus saw this, he was indignant and said to them, Allow the children to come to me. Do not forbid them, for the kingdom of God belongs to such as these. Truly I say to you, whoever does not receive the kingdom of God like a child will not enter it at all. And he took them in his arms and began blessing them, laying his hands on them. As he was setting out on a journey, a man ran up to him and knelt before him and asked him, Good teacher, what shall I do so that I may inherit eternal life? But Jesus said to him, Why do you call me good? No one is good except God alone. You know the commandments. Do not murder. Do not commit adultery. Do not steal. Do not give false testimony. Do not defraud. Honor your father and mother. And he said to him, Teacher, I have kept all these things from my youth. Looking at him, Jesus showed love to him and said to him, One thing you lack. Go and sell all you possess, and give to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven, and come, follow me. But he was deeply dismayed by these words, and he went away grieving, for he was one who owned much property. And Jesus, looking around, said to his disciples, 
how hard it will be for those who are wealthy to enter the kingdom of God. And the disciples were amazed at his words. But Jesus responded again and said to them, Children, how hard is it to enter the kingdom of God? It is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich person to enter the kingdom of God. And they were even more astonished, and said to him, Then who can be saved? Looking at them, Jesus said, With people it is impossible, but not with God, for all things are possible with God. Peter began to say to him, Behold, we have left everything and followed you. Jesus said, Truly I say to you, There is no one who has left house, or brothers, or sisters, or mother, or father, or children, or farms, for my sake, and for the gospel's sake, but that he will receive a hundred times as much now in the present age, houses, and brothers, and sisters, and mothers, and children, and farms, along with persecutions, and in the age to come, eternal life. But many who are first will be last, and the last first. Now, when they were on the road going up to Jerusalem, and Jesus was walking on ahead of them, and they were amazed, and those who followed were fearful. And again he took the twelve aside and began to tell them what was going to happen to him, saying, Behold, we are going up to Jerusalem, and the Son of Man will be handed over to the chief priests and the scribes, and they will condemn him to death and will hand him over to the Gentiles, and they will mock him, and spit on him, and flog him, and kill him, and three days later he will rise from the dead. James and John, the two sons of Zebedee, came up to Jesus, saying to him, Teacher, we want you to do for us whatever we ask of you. And he said to them, What do you want me to do for you? They said to him, Grant that we might sit one on your right and one on your left in your glory. But Jesus said to them, You do not know what you are asking. Are you able to drink the cup that I drink, or to be baptized with the baptism with which I am baptized? They said to him, We are able. And Jesus said to them, The cup that I drink you shall drink, and you shall be baptized with the baptism with which I am baptized. But to sit on my right, or on my left, is not mine to give, but it is for those for whom it has been prepared. Hearing this, the ten other began to feel indignant with James and John. Calling them to himself, Jesus said to them, You know that those who are recognized as rulers of the Gentiles domineer over them, and their people in the high position exercise authority over them but it is not this way among you. Rather, whoever wants to become prominent among you shall be your servant, and whoever wants to be the first among you shall be slave of all. For even the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve, and to give his life as a ransom for many. Then they came to Jericho. And later, as he was leaving Jericho with his disciples and a large crowd, A beggar who was blind named Bartimaeus, the son of Timaeus, was sitting by the road. And when he heard that it was Jesus the Nazarene, he began to cry out and say, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Many were sternly telling him to be quiet, but he kept crying out all the more, Son of David, have mercy on me. And Jesus stopped and said, 
Call him here. So they called the man who was blind, saying to him, Take courage, stand up, he is calling for you. And throwing off his cloak, he jumped up and came to Jesus. And replying to him, Jesus said, What do you want me to do for you? And the man who was blind said to him, Rabbi, I want to regain my sight. And Jesus said to him, Go, your faith has made you well. And immediately he regained his sight and began following him on the road. Romans 3 Then what advantage does the Jew have, or what is the benefit of circumcision? Great in every respect. First, that they were entrusted with the actual words of God. What then? If some did not believe, their unbelief will not nullify the faithfulness of God, will it? Far from it. Rather, God must prove to be true, though every person be found a liar, as it is written, so that you are justified in your words and prevail when you are judged. But if our unrighteousness demonstrates the righteousness of God, what shall we say? The God who inflicts wrath is not unrighteous, is he? I am speaking from a human viewpoint. Far from it. For otherwise, how will God judge the world? But if through my lie the truth of God abounded to his glory, why am I also still being judged as a sinner? And why not say, just as we are slanderlessly reported, and as some claim that we say, let's do evil that good may come of it, their condemnation is deserved. What then? Are we better than they? Not at all. For we have already charged that both Jews and Greeks are all under sin. As it is written, There is no righteous person, not even one. There is no one who understands. There is no one who seeks out God. They have all turned aside. Together they have all become corrupt. There is no one who does good. There is not even one. Their throat is an open grave. With their tongues they keep deceiving. The venom of asps is under their lips. Their mouth is full of cursing and bitterness. Their feet are swift to shed blood. Destruction and misery are in their paths, and they have not known the way of peace. There is no fear of God before their eyes. Now we know that whatever the law says, it speaks to those who are under the law, so that every mouth may be closed, and all the world may become accountable to God. Because by the works of the law, none of mankind will be justified in his sight. For through the law comes knowledge of sin. But now, apart from the law, the righteousness of God has been revealed, being witnessed by the law and the prophets. But it is the righteousness of God through faith in Jesus Christ for all those who believe. For there is no distinction. For all have sinned and all fall short of the glory of God being justified as a gift by his grace through the redemption which is in Christ Jesus, whom God displayed publicly as a propitiation in his blood through faith. This was to demonstrate his righteousness, because in God's merciful restraint he let the sins previously committed go unpunished, for the demonstration, that is, of his righteousness at the present time, so that he would be just and the justifier of the one who has faith in Jesus.
Where, then, is boasting? It has been excluded. By what kind of law? Of works? No, but by a law of faith. For we maintain that a person is justified by faith apart from works of the law. Or is God the God of Jews only? Is he not the God of the Gentiles also? Yes, of Gentiles also, since indeed God who will justify the circumcised by faith and the uncircumcised through faith is one. Do we then nullify the law through faith? Far from it. On the contrary, we establish the law. Proverbs 14, 10 through 18. The heart knows its own bitterness, and a stranger does not share its joy. The house of the wicked will be destroyed, but the tent of the upright will flourish. There is a way which seems right to a person, but its end is the way of death. Even in laughter, the heart may be in pain, and the end of joy may be grief. One with a wayward heart will have his fill of his own ways, but a good person will be satisfied with his. The naive believes everything, but the sensible person considers his steps. A wise person is cautious and turns away from evil, but a fool is arrogant and careless. A quick-tempered person acts foolishly, and a person of evil devices is hated. The naive inherit foolishness but the sensible are crowned with knowledge. Psalm 31, 1-8 In you, Lord, I have taken refuge. Let me never be put to shame. In your righteousness, rescue me. Incline your ear to me. Rescue me quickly. Be a rock of strength for me, a stronghold to save me. For you are my rock and my fortress. For the sake of your name, you will lead me and guide me. You will pull me out of the net which they have secretly laid for me. For you are my strength. Into your hand I entrust my spirit. You have redeemed me, Lord, God of truth. I hate those who devote themselves to worthless idols, but I trust in the Lord. I will rejoice and be glad in your faithfulness. Because you have seen my misery, you have known the troubles of my soul, and you have not handed me over to the enemy. You have set my feet in a large place, 